Hey, everyone, and welcome to NFT Tales, our podcast about our adventures in NFT land and current events in the NFT world. My name is Jonathan Smith. And I'm Rosio. And I'm Jeremy Craig. In today's episode titled Monkey Business, we're going to be talking about some current events. We're going to be going through just kind of some things that we've been vibing on lately in the NFT world and, you know, have some fun with it like we always do. What do you think, Rosie? I'm ready. Let's do this. Let's do this. Ooh, ooh, ah, ah. <laughs> All right, take us into the news, Jer. So, you know, we like collaborations. We like things that are going to, you know, put other projects out into the forefront. And I think the, the biggest thing this week, or, or one of the biggest, obviously, has to be, you know, the announcement that we got where Coinbase is going to do some animated shorts or some movie skits of some sort and, and use bases in them. And, and, you know, if yours gets used as a holder, you're going to get some compensation. I think that's really cool. It definitely elevates what they are as pop culture icons. And it shows that that usage model, I mean, from the beginning, people have talked about, oh, if my NFT got famous, like TV show famous, I could get royalties from it. This is the first time that we've actually seen that play out after hearing it kind of promised a bunch of times. You're the biggest uh, ape fan among us, Rosie. What do you think? Um, I think this is so exciting. I think everything that the apes do is exciting. But the one thing I saw someone tweet about that I do think is funny is Coinbase is putting out what a whole movie now before they put out their wallet or whatever it is yeah their nft NFT platform right that's what it is nft platform like come on guys a movie is it about the nft platform you know i (laughs) that would be awesome (laughs) i still think that coinbase is waiting for technology to come together a little bit on that i know a lot of people like coinbase when but I just don't see Coinbase coming to market without having like a layer two built into their solution. Maybe that's just wishful thinking from me. But at this point, they've held off so long. <clears throat> there's no reason for them not coming to market with like a higher end platform, in my opinion. So, I mean, what was it? Thread guy said like 900 tweets since they announced or 1900 tweets since they announced that they were coming out with an NFT platform and zero of them have been about the platform since then. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like they shouldn't have like said something about it then and or at least give us some more info or something about what you're doing. Like we're dying to know for all we know it it was a rug pull of a tweet. Yeah, for all we know it's a little pump, yeah. <laughs> John and I have talked about it. We feel like it's a web two company trying to get back into the web three world type mm. situation like not in a verbatim but it, it's someone that's not in touch with it and someone had a marketing plan and said we're going to do this in this time frame and they're not reanalyzing it they're not looking at it like john my question to you would be we're not bay area yacht club owners obviously but do you think they're just going to pick like justin bieber's and snoop dogs and someone else's or are they actually going to pick the ones that they think fit the roles and are the coolest where average Joe Blow gets it. Like that that's where we find out how decentralized this is, right? So what's the point in them making these shorts? Like if you're not gonna have a marketplace and sell these, like why are you continuing to spend money in market to be crypto well, cool? So, so I'm I'm looking at um, So that people hold crypto wallets? Go ahead. Well Sorry. yeah you have to have the Coinbase wallet in order to watch these shorts, apparently. Bam. That's it. And that, also, the first one 
is going to be premiering at NFT NYC, motherfuckers. There we go. I'm, I'm so excited. Y'all are going to have to get some live footage of y'all in NYC. Um, oh, hell yeah. yeah. And we'll live stream that shit to you, Jeremy. Oh, yeah. That's what I'm talking about. We'll be doing that. Um, like an extra espresso. Oh, my God. Night. I'm going to be so excited. I know. That. that is exciting. Uh, you know, they're, they're, they're the big, they're, they're the big thing in the space. So the other ape news that was in the news was uh, talking about OpenSea was about how some people that had their Bay area yacht club stolen are now suing OpenSea for whatever it is, their participation in it and that sort of thing. I think it's a very interesting suit because up until this point, you know, the, the legal ramifications of what happens around NFTs, people stealing NFTs and all that is pretty much nil. I mean, I've, I've seen a lot of people that unfortunately get their stuff stolen. I, you know, people pop up on things like Discord or Twitter and actually claim to get their stuff stolen. And that's where you can see like the chain of things moving back and forth and all that. And it looks pretty obvious they got their stuff stolen. And it's really sad that that's a constant in the space, but no one's really tried to hold anyone accountable because you can't hold the random anonymous wallet accountable. So no one's tried to hold the, the the platform accountable really until this point, but it's an, it'll be an interesting legal challenge. You know, in a lot of these cases that are web two, someone like Amazon does have a responsibility. If you buy something off of there that is dangerous or something along those lines, there is some sort of minimal liability. So I'm kind of curious to see if open C is kind of opened, you know, on this as far as people being able to go at them for compensation whenever things in there. I mean, I don't even, I, I couldn't completely understand how they were thinking that OpenSea directly was involved because they got hacked. And so, you know, was it a phishing that looked like, I don't, it I don't was know what probably it was. that OpenSea exploit that they talked about that, you know, OpenSea knew about and didn't pay those um, bounty hunters Bounties. to do. And so it was like, you were aware of this and I got exploited through this hack. I don't think it was a straight phishing attempt. This was my understanding. Okay, I'll, I'll take you on that because whenever I read it, I was a little bit confused. So I'll take you on that one. So, you know, I, I just think honestly, with that sort of thing, almost doesn't matter. It'll be defined in court, and then that will be the interesting news. So we'll get more interesting news just depending on how that one goes. Um, I was trying to explain that to a normie, like you know, if a pawn shop gets a stolen gun and the police go to pick it up, like typically the pawn shop gets the money back and then the gun is, is whatever, like confiscated. Like there's, there's not a separation of the money from the transaction. Whereas in this, the money goes somewhere else. And so there's that additional step. Like OpenSea doesn't actually keep the money. They keep a transaction of, or a portion of the transaction. It's like you had happened with that honey, right? Yeah. So, I mean, and honestly, it happened this week with a, a crypto mom and the dude found the person that had the crypto mom and DM'd him. And was like, it's a stolen NFT. Can I offer you these in trade? Because I really have a affinity for this one. I have a sentimental you know, attachment to it. And the guy was like, I don't want to be out ETH and blocked him and pretty much said, fuck you. And so now, of course, it's like a Twitter battler battle. That was an interesting word, but they're trying to bring awareness to it. And, you know, it, like y'all said, I had the stolen honeys in mind. I mean, what do you do? I didn't find out it was stolen until well after I bought it. Yeah. What do you do? It is kind of an interesting conundrum. And, you know, in this industry, there are different levels of repercussion that we've seen. There's the open C blocking it on the platforms. And so the open C has a centralized database, despite it all being, you know, decentralized NFTs, they have a centralized database where they're tracking these NFTs. And so they put in the database that it's stolen. So that's the flag you get in OpenSea. 
But then, you know, you'll look on books rare or something like that. You don't get that flag. That's one way to take on stolen goods. The other way that we've seen happen is, oh, the, the dirty secret of NFTs that so many of them aren't on chain. They're all these Amazon web links that go to an Amazon server. And so sometimes the artist, the project will come back around and change the art out. Um, which we know can happen with projects. I know personally now it can happen with projects um, that is kind of something that's frowned upon because it pulls at the, the imaginary, I don't know, I pretend about NFTs. Like it shows the emperor has no clothes as far as that we don't actually own too much. We're just owning Amazon web links and all that. So they really don't try to get into that most times. But it's kind of interesting to see how these different communities and projects try to you know do, deal with repercussions of hacking and stuff what's your opinion on this rosie have you ever been hacked before no okay. um have i no why don't we take a break and you can come <laughs> back with that after the break all right let's do it <laughs> So what you're saying about like how um, things are able to be changed or whatever, is that what you're saying? Like how people can change the picture of an NFT? Yeah. And you because don't, you don't like that. No, no, I don't like that because it's proved like, so what do you get when you get an NFT? You get a token on a plot blockchain. In some cases do you get the access to the art and in other cases, all you're getting is just a link. You know, there are some projects that I know of where if you get at the link, you can just pop the art. I do that actually a lot. Take That's it. how I make memes a lot or whatever. It's like go take at the Amazon. Back, John. Okay. Yeah, like take it back, back. Like yeah. if you have a photograph, okay. you have a photograph that's stuck. It's an image. No one can it's go an in image. there and Data. change your, your photograph. They can't take someone out of it. If right. you have the Mona Lisa, no one can change the background of it. People can go in and change the metadata of your NFT right. and make it different right now, even though right. you own it. They can go change it. In fact, there's NFTs that that's a utility, like you mutate them and stuff like right. that, right? But is that available? Like, are can you stop that? Like, can some are they? Can you do that to all NFTs? No, there's no. some NFTs that are on chain, but the program required to load that image is also saved on chain. So that's a completely on chain project. There's other ways to have on chain art, such as like IPFS and that sort of thing. So what about the ones? Like one of ones, hypothetically, that like my they're, my they're, the one I make and I go on OpenSea and make myself. Will that it's one be there op- forever? It won't be there forever. All those are just on an OpenSea server for the most part. So how do I make one forever? So the way, how you make one forever is you use a, a protocol called IPFS that basically allow. Well, there's two ways. Either the art's so simple that you can save it on a chain. Some things do like IPFS. Um, or certain systems I've seen, they'll put the art completely on chain, but the renderer is like a browser renderer or something like that. Like the renderer is not uh, completely on chain. And so depending on the solution you're using, there's different ways to handle this. I have more questions. Let's Two questions. Let's so it. my first question is you said you can, so I can move my own NFTs to IPFS or whatever? You, and I can it myself? Have, yeah, you could. And Will that cost me money? It would. Okay. And then, so my next question is, so I'm looking at Mooncats right now, and it says fully on-chain collectible critters. So that means when people say things like, oh, on the Ethereum blockchain and stuff like that, if they don't say that, 
that means that they're Amazon web links or whatever. Probably. In a lot of cases, or, or OpenSea. Most or anything, likely. Yeah, probably. Or OpenSea. The artist usually picks what lines up to their art. A lot of the ones that you're talking about that are one of ones that are putting out, you know, really detailed art, yeah, it's being hosted on a server somewhere. You almost can't afford to put that on chain. So, yet, right now. So is it... Is, this might make me sound dumb to other people. Is it no. still an NFT? Like, or is it oh, just yeah. like an image hosted that you're paying money for? What so, is the yeah. definition of NFT? <sighs> Yeah. I mean, I guess, but like, uh, I don't know. I'm so confused right now. I feel like okay, I don't no, even no, know what NFTs no, no, are anymore. No, 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 and that's completely fair. And that's exactly why these creators don't really like to change the art. There's kind of a big thing against, like, a, it's a big no-no in the industry. Depends, because remember we talked about those rug ones that I have. They, he, it was a a rug, and then it turned into a punk rug. Now it's an ape rug, and like. That's what they're supposed to do. They call it an interactive I- event or something like that, which it's fun. Like and it's that's cool part of the utility. See. Exactly. Yeah. It's more about the platforms that we go on, like OpenSea or Twitter, verifying these links and then loading the image. I mean, there's where the utility is, right? So it almost doesn't matter where it's hosted because what you really care about is what pops up on the tw- and so on and so forth. And so, um, I yeah, NFTs are real. Anyone out there like doubting it? NFTs are actually a thing. There is a piece on the blockchain that can be traded. It's a little token. It's a token. It's a scam. NFT token. I'm selling them all. Fun. I mean, that's going to zero. Anyway, we're right, say? I have another question. Sure. So my rug NFT thing that I was talking about, I assume that's on something else. But if I put it on IPFS or whatever, like how we were talking about that i can do that with my own nfts does that mean if hypothetically they were to do another thing and change them again that mine wouldn't change well yeah because all you'd be doing is right click saving the image of what it is today and then moving that to a different deal and so you're not actually moving that token in the art you're Mm -hmm. not gonna be able to delete it from there all you do is making a copy right so basically leaving your actual artwork in the you know storage unit and you're putting up like a a fake piece in your house that you like better or whatnot if you write so the unicorns or the punks but it's an important thing to understand what you're buying when you get an nft that you really are in a lot of cases getting these links that you 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 know i'm constantly paranoid about you know what's going to happen whenever people stop paying the bill or like if open you know, stops hosting this stuff. Right now, OpenSea has a huge incentive to not rug this and to keep all these little images online. They're not that expensive to host. But in the long run, you know, as we move into this market and there's more utility that's being based around NFTs, what part of the utility the, some of these projects are pushing for is what you're saying is like the on-chain stuff where they're saying, and they pay, like it costs more to put on-chain. I know one project that the, the Mint was very expensive to, because it was all on-chain. Um, and that's just something that we're going to have to work out as we move forward in the NFT market. Hmm. Interesting. So let's take a quick break. And then when we come back, I want to end this episode and I'm going to do my best to teach Rosio what staking is. Let's do it. Okay, Rosio. I'm not going to lie. I didn't have the best week in Web3, 
But one of the low points for me recently was then you were like, what is, no. like, what, oh my gosh, you tweeted, like, what is staking? No, that, and it's, no. it's literally like, and, it, and it's fine. Like, it's a good question. And I'm glad you asked it. But like two days before I literally flexed on you with my staker, my, my best flex <laughs> by far. And then you turn around and you go like, what's the thing or whatever. And so I, I, I did call Jeremy and wine. Didn't I call him wine? Admit to Jeremy. He hadn't did talk a while. Yeah, you did, but I feel like it wasn't that she said what's staking. She said, is there like a checking account or something? Yeah, savings account. That I can, you know, just put. And you were like, yeah, that's staking. And then she said, well, what's staking? So it was the like secondary response question. It was the secondary. I never said what's staking, just for everyone listening. I'm not that dumb. I just don't know enough about it. I don't know how to do it. I don't know. But what is taking then? Hold on. If you're going to do that, what is taking? Uh oh. Oh, God. Okay. So, what I think think it is, at least from the little bit I know, is you like take a certain amount of Ethereum or something and stake it at a certain point and say, here, you can have this much and hope that it turns into more or something. I don't know how, though. Okay. Or why it would. Abstract idea is good. Abstract. I think you're really close to it. It's it's a passive income type situation. And and then do you keep putting more? Do you have to keep putting more? So so okay. There's two sides of this. Start from the beginning. With staking with crypto or staking with NFTs, usually what it means is is putting the token or the NFT or whatever the, the the crypto into something where there's a defined period where you cannot get it out. And either they're doing that for the crypto's case to secure the network, or a lot of times NFTs will do this just to make the supply go down. So that way there's more of a price pressure on something like OpenSea. And so with, with, or, uh, with, with, so with staking, whenever you stake with, with any of these methods called staking, you basically you don't have access to whatever that thing is. And then they're going to do something with it, whether it's just something a lot of times with NFTs, just like keep them in a cold wallet. Um, sometimes with some platforms like crypto.com or Celsius or Nexo, they're basically doing lending in crypto and then they're paying you back a percentage of the interest rate that they're getting on it because there's a defined period that you can't withdraw it or something like that. And so there's all these different companies that are doing these different things around crypto to allow you to have passive income, which is really what you're going at is how can I put up my crypto and then allow it to have a passive income? Um, yeah. So, how do I do it? So here's the trick, though. You only can really put up stuff that you're not wanting to keep liquid. But if you do staking in these other platforms like Crypto.com, they're not going to just be like, "Hey, you can have your money when we think you should." Instead, they say you have a withdrawal period that you know three months or six months or two weeks, depending on what it is. And then the longer that you put it in, usually the higher the interest rate you get back on it. So you're not going to use it almost like a market savings checking account or something. It's more like a savings account where you put it away. It's kind of harder to get to. And it's just sitting there earning some sort of interest, right? And so what I'd recommend most people do, and what I'm going to probably recommend for you, Rosie, is to just go to crypto.com. And, you know, they offer really good rates on staking their assets onto their platform. They offer a credit card thing that allows you to get stuff like free Netflix and stuff. And then that would be an easy way to get that liquidity back if you wanted to put it back into your real world, you know, so to speak. And so I'm a big fan. I think I think that they're offering some good solutions. Celsius is one that a 
lot of people use. That's what uh, Stacey's was telling you on Twitter that she uses. I know other people use. They offer good returns on stuff. You can actually use a ledger with them, which is a kind of really nice thing. Uh, so that way, if you just want to keep it all in your hardware wallet and you want to control it, you don't have to give it to like crypto.com to to keep it, manage it for you, that you can do that through your wallet and that sort of thing. So, the, so those are probably the two options that I would personally look at. Now, how, when you get on there, go ahead. How would I do it through my hard wallet without... So, uh, crypto.com or whatever. So if you did it with like Celsius, you would get the hard wallet set up, you'd connect to their platform, and then the the wallet would sign to their uh, contract that would then allow that to be locked up and then lended. And then depending on what crypto you put on the platform, whether it's ETH or the different tokens and all that, they'll have different interest rates depending on so if you just want to use ETH it might be a little bit lower than using like their native token or something like that that they want people to use the Celsius coin or whatever and so it's all about you you then put it on there you sign up for the service you connect your ledger wallet to the website and then it'll be locked up for a period and then you'll get interest on what you have locked up do you think it's um stupid to do a small amount like should I only do it if I have a certain amount so like I'm older, right? Part of the reason I'm doing staking is that I want to make sure a chunk of my crypto is almost like a 401k. It just gets the slow, steady interest rate and that sort of thing. Yeah, that's kind of what I want. If that's what you want, if you want like a 401k of crypto, then yes, this is exactly what you need. You need to sign up for one of these platforms and, you know, we can look into it more. I, I, we can, you know, talk about it more, do some more research through the podcast and all that. But the idea is that, it, it, that, that's what, like, a, like I said, almost like a savings account. You're gonna, but there's good interest rates. I got there's some right now that I get a little bit better than my stakers stuff, like six, seven percent APR. That's much better than you're gonna get in a market, you know, for like cash or something like that. Um, and so I think it's a good way. Now you're saying a small amount. Doesn't really matter what the amount is because it's a percentage. So it's you know six percent of whatever, ten percent or whatever it is for that coin that you're offering. So it doesn't really matter what the amount is. I will say though that if you want it to be liquid and in our NFT world, we all think and we all kind of feel like you can make more money flipping NFTs than you can like 6%. Like we think 2x, 3x, 4x, 5x in the NFT world instead of 6%. And so the staking rewards are really freaking boring if you're used to like NFT flipping. But I've seen statistics that less than half of people that flip NFTs actually make money. It might be something like 20% or something like that. So if you're listening out there and you have a bunch of crypto and you're just sitting on it in a cold wallet, maybe consider going to one of these platforms and getting yourself some interest on it stake it like John's doing, stake it like Rosie's going to do eventually. And then that way you can get a percentage back and you get it in kind. One thing I really like about staking is that you don't get back like cash for your like whatever you know you get ethereum back or you get Bitcoin, whatever you have staked on there and that's really nice because if you think like i do that ethereum is going to keep going up you know be a 10k asset one day then getting a percentage back of it means that it might be a bigger win in the future um does that make sense yes um do you think um it's something i could do like you know like 20 bucks a week or something you know something like that I mean, so you pull the crypto. So the one thing that. Well, you, instead of 20 bucks, like 0.025 or something like that. So part of the reason why I would say maybe, okay, look, if you already have the crypto, then going to something like a Celsius makes sense. 
Or if you have enough like me, again, flexing, do your own staker and, you know, Linux and shit, then doing like I do might make sense. But at the same time, I think if what you're talking about, honestly, I think a crypto.com, an exchange would be a better thing because you'd be paying the gas to move the 20 over to the ledger or something like that from a Coinbase crypto.com, right? So why not just connect your checking account to crypto.com and get the rewards and then get the card back? And yes, then you are trusting on crypto.com and not get hacked and not get rugged and all that to not lose your money in this industry. We're really big on if it's not your keys, it's not your whatever, but not your coins. But I don't know. Like we just went on a rant about how all the NFTs are just Amazon web links. At the end of the day, you got to trust some of these companies to like, especially for smaller, smaller amounts and that sort of thing. I think custodial staking, which is what that's called, is not a devil, especially if you're like what you're talking about, where you're going to bring real world liquidity in. Crypto.com will not charge you to bring in that liquidity. They won't charge you gas or whatever to move it to their contract or whatever. So you'll get all of it done, right? Like you won't lose any along the way. So that's what I'd probably do. And then you'll get the free Netflix and the free whatever that their little card gives you back. So that's, That's that's, that's some utility right there. I'm telling you, like I, 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 that was what I was going to personally recommend for you because I kind of figured you were tr- thinking about bringing in, you know, the real world assets. Um, yeah, but so out, go I ahead. do have some Ethereum, but not like a lot where I, I mean, I guess I could put it all in there, but I don't know if I'd be like, I'd rather, you know, put like a small amount a week aside um, to something um, like this. Me and Jeremy are going to, in future episodes, be teaching Rosio how to turn into a flip shark. She says that she wants to get into flipping. So don't worry, y'all. We're going to have some flip logics and flip alpha coming up soon. I would say staking is not what you need to do, and I wouldn't put a single penny in it. I've staked 7 Ether a year ago and made .04 on Kraken. I could have made that in one trade. Like You're better off just letting it sit in an account and let the Ether appreciate than you are with her actually... It's Ether 2, and I don't even know when I'm going to be able to spend it. And I've made 0.04 in a year. I make that like six times a week on any trade that I do. So if you're really trying to accumulate funds, that that's not the way to do it. Like That's a 401k because you've already accumulated funds, and you're now yeah. sitting on a pile of funds, and you're making percentage on said pile of funds. Yeah. People like you and I are going to flip, 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 flip. And I'll start dropping off on that when I can. But yeah. no, staking is like, when I remembered I had money in Kraken, I said, holy fuck, what am I doing with 0.7 over there doing nothing? Nothing, Making yeah. nothing. Like, I'm taking that out of staking and spending it because I will, I could have bought a llama pass when it had gone that low. Like, there's time value of money. Like, that's when you have, it's it's a CD. It's a certificate of deposit, not a savings account. A CD you can't take out because if you mm-hmm. break it, they charge you a penalty. A lot of stakers don't even let you take it out in that certain amount of time. Unless so now on Kraken, they have the ETH2, which is a liquidity token that they provide. And so basically, the way around the whole staking and Valve Leak not telling us whenever it will be open and stuff is that a lot of these platforms open it to offer a token back. And then you can sell that token in the open market. So usually you, you get like a percent down. So like the token will sell for 0.9 ETH. That'll eventually be rewarded for an ETH one day or something like that. Like there's an eight, 10% kit or something like that to go through the token. But liquidity tokens are pretty popular for real staking, like is what Jeremy's talking about. Yeah. But, but honestly, I think just like crypto lending through the crypto lending platforms for some people, if they want a safer play, I hear what you're saying, Jeremy, but you can lose money just as easily doing flip magic. A, a guaranteed I'm- six for someone that would get sharked up or something like that. I mean, hey, by the There's way, a there, he has a program that will tell him what wallets have what, 
what the floor is when the, it's lava. He is he is blowing y'all away. Golf out there flipping just off open sea stuff. Guys like Jeremy are eating your fucking lunch. Okay. So if that's your, you're listening to this podcast, you go, I don't have software. I don't know how to go through EtherScan. I don't know how to know how many wallets of us other, some freaking other project on what's thing and what the analytics are and all that. Then you're going to get your lunch eat. Maybe you should just go put it on crypto.com. And for those people, 100%, go use some other platform and put incremental amounts in, even if it's, you know, worst case scenario, PayPal, because you get paid from PayPal. I don't, we know we don't like PayPal. That's the worst case, but get on something and do incremental amounts. And yes, crypto.com, I actually would say is one of the best because of the credit cards, the backing, the money that it's got. You don't get LeBron James and Matt Damon and not have seed round investors. <laughs> they have so good it, interest rates. They have a lot of utility around the cards and stuff. I, I, I They're easy to get into. They, allow, they have a lot of layer two connections. So actually, whenever it's time to get the money off, you can onboard it to a lot of things and not pay money for it. A lot of people like crypto. I know you've had some issues with the customer service in the past, but a lot of people like them. For now, for now Rosio. As I said, we're going to teach her how to be a flipper. We're going to get her on Jeremy's shark magic, and we're going to give her the tools and gear up. But if you just heard what I said about Jeremy and you got scared, then don't pretend like you like like I'm, I. You can lose your shirt in the NFTs because there can be a small window to actually get a profit on something. I had one this week where there was like a two hour window after mint that was like what two hours after or something like that to get profit, and that was it. Like it's been down since the uh, below mint since then. And that kind of thing's nerve wracking whenever you're sitting on it, you're trying to make that flip. Like, do I hit the window? Do I not? When you don't, you feel real bad about it. You lose money. And so you just got to be real careful. This, this market is not, it's not a casino and not everyone hits. And I sometimes get scared about pushing people into a logic that is like, you know, wag me means if you sit there and you actually play it straight and you invest in things that you love, then eventually one of those will hit. That's what my belief is. But if you're sitting there just like you think wag me means you're going to be minting stuff and flipping all the time, then you're not really going to. The only thing I want to really do flips on nowadays is stuff where that I get on a hard to get whitelist. And then the day that it mints, I can turn around and sell it for money immediately. Like pre-reveal. I, don't sit on reveals, people. Like wait until the reveal happens and everyone always dumps after reveals. Go find one you want after the dump. Stop minting. Like there's just so much if you're going to try to do the game that you have to know how to do. And the people like me and Jeremy literally crashed on the rocks for a year to get to the point where we can do this. And that's why we can eat lunch, right? Like, and if you're hearing this and you're kind of getting scared, I'm doing it on purpose because Jeremy's a minnow compared to some of these people. Like it, it's, 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 it's a market where there's some real, you know, sharks out there and just, just be careful with yourself. I, I'm not yeah. making you scared. Am I Rosie? No, oh no. I completely agree with everything you're saying. Okay. But yeah, forget staking now. I'm going to be a flipper. Heck yeah. We're going to get you into flipping. So, that- And even when we do have successful flips, you take a percentage of the flip and you put it back into a staker, but you don't look at the staker as your, your primary, you know, wealth builder. You, you, Look at that as your incremental deposit account that's going to hold your wealth and, and get a better interest rate than what normally would get. So mm-hmm. I am the stupidest guy in crypto. I'm not in NFTs for the money. I'm in it for the art and the mementos. <laughs> I don't do staking for the money. I do it because I want to be part of history and I want to be able to say one day, yes, that Ethereum blockchain that you just paid way too much for your children's Fortnite 3 thing on, I helped build that son of a bitch. 
And that's why my son has a much better cryptodes than you could ever afford, even though your car is a lot nicer than mine. Right? <laughs> this is totally going to be like, that's what my goal and life, life goals are or whatever. And so like, I do it for weird reasons. Don't follow John. Be careful following Jeremy. I think a good crypto.com account for a lot of our listeners is maybe just a way to, especially like you're going to onboard people that are never in crypto, aren't doing flip magic and NFTs and all that. They just want to know a way to make money on crypto. I think just a good safe percentage of crypto.com is a, is a way to go. So agreed. hundred percent. And we have nothing affiliated with crypto.com. I just, I've looked at all the platforms recently because she asked about it and I was like, okay. Um, and that's the one that I, I would personally choose. Native so. token, crow, I mean, cards, it's everything all in one. So, I mean, you can use a debit card and credit card to get you, you know, um, crypto rewards. So I a hundred percent agree. Now out there, there are other opportunities in the, uh, not just web three, but in DeFi markets, in smart contracts, Ethereum, or you can do things like liquidity pooling that can get you thousands of percent. There's staking, like the look staking says it's 200 or whatever percent. We know it's bullshit or whatever. Like, <laughs> um, like there's other things that call themselves staking. There's other things like liquidity pooling where you can get a larger percentage back. But those all come with a higher risk than just going with crypto.com and just like parking it there. There's like a crypto guy out there that's listening going, Jonathan, you call yourself an ETH max and you're telling them to go to... Co-. Yes, people mm-hmm. need custodial platforms because most of them are not able to protect their shit. And most of them are not able to run their own server. And so I like that there's platforms out there that people can trust. So, Hey, you're Gen 2 Uni. Right, yeah, like which it, I her, don't know how to do that either. Wasn't I supposed to UCD do something? Da- no, just owning it. Just being it in your wallet. UCD Wait, really? I don't have to yeah. do anything? Have to Every do single day, you're getting two UCD. That's passive staking. You don't oh, have to you do guys, anything. You're such a good friend to me. That's so why he laughed whenever you said what's staking, because he was like, you're already doing it. Passively. <laughs> yeah, right now, you're wallet, right daily. Now. Snuck that, yeah. That's, that's a Twist perfect the dunk. knife. That's a perfect dunk. <laughs> that's a perfect dunk. All right, let's end on that then. Real for real, though. What's the what's our memes of the week? Oh, Jeremy. <gasps> oh, no. Oh, man. Talk about putting the pressure on. I don't have one. Mm. Let me go look for one. I, I throw so <laughs> many memes at you. Just pick one. I'm just Doesn't have to be one of mine. Um, you, is it, oh, I'm gonna go to Twitter and start looking real. No, quick. you said one the other day. What was the one that you were all excited about? That's uh, what I'm trying to remember. Oh, it, it was the mine is the one where that girl keeps throwing pornographic stuff at Klondike. Okay, she's oh, gone a little too far with it. My but the God. first ones were just like, oh my can God, I, can that be my favorite? <laughs> sure, too? yes, because yes. I really like the beatboxing one. Yeah, the beatbox one. Oh my God. I mean, that was the one she definitely pushed the furthest. She was like, I didn't expect to have to beatbox during my interview, but I hope he liked it. I mean, that was... and this was after the casting couch one. So it yeah. was like a themed one and it yeah. hit hard. Let's just let her win this week. Okay. Yeah, I've never, I, yeah we can all agree on my favorite meme. Yeah, I don't, drop. I don't even think I've ever like heard seen anyone make that joke though before have you no she's been like uh but i mean like the beatboxing joke. oh no i've never seen that before it's so funny it was so That's funny so funny so funny oh good job that was the meme of the week beatbox yeah. I'll, I'll, we can all just agree on that handshake emoji so yeah, yeah. handshake emoji <laughs> <They> were, yeah. <laughs>
No cap, guys. That was the funny one. Okay. Shout so out we'll... to that girl. Who, who, who is she? Do we who know is who she? Y'all go look at your. Wait, I'm looking her. right now. Hang yeah, on, look. Because I don't want us to not. Yeah, we can't. We got to give her credit for crying I mean, out loud. You for... almost have to share it on the podcast feed now since you've talked about it. Like I'm not. Did. Well, I guess. Well, you. <laughs> Metacutie.eth. Okay. Oh, yeah. Metacutie. That's right. Um, which we, is we at, love you, Metacutie. We love you, Metacutie. Marcus, twenty twenty-two. Yeah. So she's definitely our winner this week. I was rolling on that one. So. Oh no! I remember my meme of the week. I'm sorry. Oh. <laughs> I have to do mine because he deleted it, and I got a screenshot of it, and I sent him a personal DM. And I am not a DMer, but I reached out to Thread Guy because he was going back and forth with. Uh, the Zach ZBT or whatever Zach XBT that does all the um, rug pulls, and he was that guy tweeted Floyd Mayweather and said, "I when are we not going to allow these guys to to stay in the industry?" And Thread Guy said, "If he could read this and knew that you tweeted back at him, he'd be so pissed right now." And I lost my shit and took a screenshot and tweeted it at Thread Guy and said, "You should have not deleted this. This was amazing." So. <laughs> That was mine. I knew there was one I couldn't remember. You did like that one. I got three guy DMs this week too because I did that whole compliment chain or whatever. I complimented almost all the people that I loved in Web three, and I got a hey. lot of really good responses back. That was a really nice little moment. So, I was Rosie, happy about were that. you in Thread Guys DMs this week? Because we were. I mean, it was the whole podcast or just us? Um, no, but I, I bet you he wants you in the DMs more than anyone else. <laughs> I gotta so, find go. my way. In there, I'm about apparently. to say. Thread yeah, guy, you're, you're getting the wrong members of the podcast. I know, right? <laughs> Poor thread guy. If you're listening, you fucked up, bud. You're running. You're drugging yourself. You're missing the 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 the, the crown jewel of uh, NFT tales. But listen, it's all right, thread guy. I'm coming. I'm coming. There we there go. We She's go. coming for you. Hey, but I do want to kind of take that energy and finish off this week. Thank you all, everyone who listens to the podcast. Thank you, everyone who's part of our adventures in NFT land. We really appreciate y'all. We love y'all. You know, sometimes in this market, it's ups and downs and flips and losses, but there's all the people that you meet along the way. And I personally appreciate a lot of those connections, including the two people that we have on the podcast right now. So thank you all both. And thank you everyone out there who's listening. Let's go ahead and wrap up for the week, guys. All right, Jeremy, take us out. Where can they find you? All right, you can find me in the Tweeterville at Mr. Jerkdate. You could also find me on the Tweeterville at Rosio underscore PNG. Got to yes. get that PNG, not that JPEG. PNGs so, all day. A PNG, I, I mean, I'm an SVG fan as a main memer, but I got it. Um, I'm at Poofy Hair Guy, but I call myself the Cardboard Boxer because I don't have poofy hair anymore. <laughs> um, you can find the podcast at NFT Tales. Um, we'll be back uh, uh, soon uh, next week with another wonderful episode. We love hearing y'all's feedback. We've gotten some good feedback recently. We like hearing y'all's feedback. So thank you very much. And we'll be hearing from you next week. All right, take care. Ooh, ooh, ah, ah. <laughs>